0: hi everyone i'm becky and this is claire and welcome to another episode of podway Podway! so in this podcast we discuss things related to musical theaters and plays and in today's episode we are doing a special one and we will be talking about death note
1: All right, so a brief synopsis of Death Note. So Death Note, the musical, is an adaptation of the original manga by the same name. And the story itself revolves around Light Yagami, who is a Japanese student who finds a Death Note allowing him to kill whomever he writes the name in the notebook. The story is kind of like a cat and mouse game between Light and a detective that pursues after him, and the detective name is Elle. All right, so Claire, what's
0: your familiarity like with Death Note. I am so excited. Well, for the <laughs> reference, I picked this one. You and yes. <laughs> for obvious reasons, because I love Death Note. I think I first introduced to the whole series because there are so many adaptions to the original manga. So you have the anime, obviously, and then you have a real action movie mm-hmm. in, I think, 2006. And then you have another movie, That came out that has nothing to do with the original plot, but somehow it was still related to Death Note. And then you have an American movie and then you have a TV series and then you have this musical. So there's a lot of things related to Death Note. And my first introduction to Death Note, I think, was the movie. So we actually went to watch the movie in the theater uh, when it first came out because it was so big. And without knowing anything about Death Note, like in my junior high year, everyone, or maybe elementary year, I can't remember which one it was, but like when I was like maybe 12 or 13, everyone was crazy about like buying those black notebook and I just start writing names in it. Oh, did, that's you know, more fun. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? Um, so it was big. It was definitely very, very big. And when the movie came out, it got even bigger because the movie did a, actually a really, really good job considering usually a live action movie of an anime series usually being pretty shit. And this one surprisingly was actually really, really good. And a lot of people actually prefer this ending compared to the manga. So I'm glad that was my first introduction to the entire series. And I guess for the musical itself, um, I was actually first being ma- made aware of the musical in 2017 because they came to Taiwan for a performance. So I was traveling with friend to Taichung which is um a city in the middle of Taiwan, and um and we saw this performance posting saying that there's gonna be a Death Note musical. For the reference, I was never like the crazy Death Note fan or anything, but Death Note was really, really big. And I think it's very significant in terms of how um anime got, popu- got popular in like North America and all that, because it was just everywhere, really. And the fact that he has an American movie also can just tell you like how popular he was. So I was really well aware of his popularity, but I never knew that there was a musical about it. And it turns out that there was a musical in 2015. Mm -hmm. So I didn't know about that, but I saw the poster in 2017 and i was made aware of that i didn't get the chance to actually go and watch because it just didn't fit my schedule unfortunately um but i did recognize one of the singers so like the actor who played l he was actually a really famous singer that my friend was super crazy about <laughs> Koike Taipe. like he was really really popular and was well known for it The good looks and like his things and all that. So I knew him from my friends back in like middle school and all that. So I was surprised to see that he was he was L because L was my favorite character. But I didn't actually have the chance to watch the actual musical until the preparation of this episode. So Mm. I'm very excited and I'm very happy that we chose this, even though it's kind of like a weird start for 2022. But you guys just have to bear with me.
1: Actually, I haven't even thought about it. This is our first musical of 2022.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Happy New Year! Right? Happy New
1: Year! Because we recorded The Nightmare Before Christmas before. So it makes sense. Wow. Did you think about it before? Or was it just like, oh, I want to do Death Note the musical? Or I well, think I just thought- <laughs> probably it was like, I want to do a non-English musical.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to do something special. Yeah, so I didn't choose this just because it's the new year and the fresh start. But anyways, it's an interesting (laughs) musical, believe me. And the story is great. So that's why.
1: So I think I'm really glad that you were the one to choose this episode because I absolutely wouldn't have taken into consideration fresh start, no fresh start, 2020, 2022, whatever it is, I wouldn't wouldn't care. Um, So I'm glad you put some thought into it. For me, I first became familiar with Death Note through the manga. And that was, I think when I was 15. We had like a manga section in our school library and I pretty much would get manga from anywhere I could. So it usually is the public library or usually was the public library for me because my parents weren't too pleased with like pirating <laughs> manga mm-hmm. online from sources that may or may not be ethical to their uh, in their eyes. So um, I tried to stick to like ethical sources back then. I just heard a lot of buzz around Death Note, I think, from other people who were interested in anime and manga and stuff like that. So, I read the entire series in a span of less than a week. I was very much taken with it. So, it was really really nice. I loved it. I immediately idolized it. I read other works by the same author, the same duos, I suppose, and I thought it was fantastic. I watched the anime as well a little bit after, I think maybe a year or two afterwards and then more recently last year I introduced Emma to it because we usually like watching things together and I just suggested it even though she's not a big fan of like anime in general uh, and she really liked it too. My awesome. my perspective changed a little bit when I rewatched it. I had a few issues with it that I didn't see like reading it the first time or I didn't see as a teenager but I still really appreciate the story and I found it very brilliant I did hear of the musical existence but I never watched it before this episode
0: and That's interestingly
1: enough, enough <laughs> you already disclosed your favorite character I was going to disclose it later on but we have the same one Elle. Yes! Um I don't suppose it's very original I literally wrote the notes like I know it's not original everybody loves Elle but he's just so good you know That's um so good. yeah so I'm very pleased that we have the same taste in here. I'm surprised. I wonder how many similarities we'll have in our opinion. Okay. All right. Should we dive right in?
0: Let's go. All right.
1: So this section is essentially going to be a very long summary of the musical. The musical itself is two and a half hours long. So it is one of the longer one we covered. Usually they're about two and a half hours or shorter, right? From what we've covered before.
0: Yeah, usually.
1: Yeah. All right. And there's a lot to cram in there. So let's go. So the musical opens with Light Yagami debating the connection between law and justice with his teacher, with Light taking the position that justice and law aren't connected. We cut to the Shinigami word afterward, and um, Shinigami are essentially death gods. And one of them, Ryuk is particularly bored by his everyday existence, and to kind of alleviate his boredom, he decides to drop a death note, which is where the Shinigami write the name of the people to seal their fate into the human world. So Light just happens to find the death note and he reads the rules. The rules are essentially when you write a human's name in the notebook, they will die within 40 seconds. The cause of death can be specified and they will die accordingly. And if you don't specify the cause of death, they will die of a heart attack. So Light decides to try it out by writing the name of a criminal. The notebook works. And he kind of begins a process of writing other criminals, so much so that the police starts to take notice and kind of like investigate the pattern. They decide to involve a detective named L, whose identity is completely unknown. So they don't know how he looks like and they don't know his real name. Um, They also dub Light as Kira, since Light's true identity is also unknown to them. Meanwhile, Ryuk pays a visit to Light and he kind of like tries to get to give the notebook back to Ryuk. Ryuk informs him that once Death Note touches earth, it is part of the human world and because Light essentially got it, he can't give it back to Ryuk. So, Light is also the only one who can see Ryuk since only humans who touched a Death Note can see Shinigami's. As a reward for getting into college, Light Sister takes him to a Misa concert. When they attend, Misa dedicates an appreciation song to Kiro. So you can see he has a public approval at this stage. Um, so later, there is a worldwide broadcast. L conducts to inform everyone he's planning on finding and persecuting Kira. Light decides to kill L due to this provocation, and when he does, it is revealed that that wasn't actually the real L. The real L put a criminal in his place and broadcasted only to a specific region in Japan, and that specific region is where Light is to narrow down his location. So as a result of that incident, Light is being a lot more cautious than he was before. And we find out that Light's father is in charge of the Kira Investigation Task Force. So... Personally, I thought that scene, in that scene, Light was being super suspicious with all of his questions to his dad, but I guess go off. Light is frustrated by his inability to kill L and asks Ryuk to kill him on his behalf, since Shinigami can see a person's name just by looking at them. Ryuk refuses but offers to give Light Shinigami eyes in exchange for halving his lifespan. So essentially by getting Shinigami eyes, Light would have the same ability as Ryuk to just see the name from looking in the face. So the FBI comes and light neutralizes them pretty quickly in here, making the first time he killed innocent people. The Japanese task force is now faced with a dilemma of whether to continue the investigation at their own personal risk or to quit. Um, And a subset of the original task force decides to stay and work on the Kira case. And Act 1 closes with Misa receiving a death note of her own. Act 2 opens with a public determining the justice is Kira, and that's kind of as an answer to the question posed in Act 1. When Misa picks up the Death Note, she sees the Shinigami Rem. Um, We find out that Misa was chased by a stalker, but was saved by another Shinigami who sacrificed his life for her by intervening. And since when a Shinigami saves a human life that is supposed to die, they die themselves, this is why Rem came down there. So the death note Misa found belongs to that Shinigami. Misa immediately wants to meet Kira when she discovers Rem isn't actually Kira. And we find out that she is so devoted to him because he killed the person who murdered her parents. So Rem lets Misa know that with Shinigami eyes she might meet Kira and Misa decides to make that exchange. Then we cut to the task force. It's been proven that none of the members of the task force are Kira, and the task force demand to meet L, so L will prove that he isn't Kira either. So L decides to show himself to prove his innocence, and in that interaction, he lets out that he suspects that Light is Kira, and he enrolls in the same university Light attends to investigate him. In the opening ceremony, Elle reveals himself to Light under a fake name, identical to that of a well-known celebrity preventing Light from killing him. Misa also begins using the death note at the same time, and she broadcasts a time and place to meet with Kira. She doesn't know who Kira is at this point. Meanwhile, Elle concedes that Shinigami are likely real, and Misa and Light meet with Misa exchanging her eyes to become Light's girlfriend essentially. So L relays his suspicion about Shinigami being real to the task force and peppers in the fact that the detective who sent after Light died that day, raising his suspicion that Light is Kira even more. So to kind of like itch us closer to the ending, Misa shows up to campus in search of Light and meets both Light and L after a tennis match. She is chased away by fans but since she met Elle she saw his real name. Light tries to call Misa on her cell phone to get Elle's name from her but Elle stole it and answers it instead and he informs Light that Misa has been arrested under the suspicion that she is the second Kira. So Misa is bound and questioned by Elle but she refuses to confess and betray Light. Rem offers Misa to forfeit ownership of the death note so she won't betray Light and by forfeiting ownership Misa will essentially forget all memories related to the death note. Misa agrees to that and Rem goes to Light afterwards. Light is really confident that Rem will kill L and sacrifice herself in order to save Misa, considering there's absolutely no way L will be willing to let Misa go free now. And he also reminds Rem that before she kills L, she needs to prove Light and Misa are innocent so they can live a happy life together or otherwise it's going to waste. Um, So... In the finale, essentially, L confronts Light with a gun, as detailed in the Death Note beforehand. Light reveals himself and allows L to touch the Death Note and see the Shinigami for himself, as well as the entire process of the Death Note murders. And finally, he reveals that L's action that night have been predetermined and that he won because L is about to die. So L shoots Light so Light could prove his innocence. And Light plans is essentially that he is found out L is Kira and when he confronts L about it he shot him and in self-defense light will shoot and kill L so essentially L dies and Ryuk is now bored with light and writes his name in the death note killing him and that's how the story ends I'm going to say right off the bat in case you want to discuss it now or later the ending is very different than either the manga or the anime I'm not sure about the movie I've never seen it but maybe it is from the movie too
0: it is super different from the movie. <laughs> Actually, the funny thing is I never watched the anime, nor did I read the manga. So oh. I guess we can fill out the gap from uh, for each other for this one. Okay. Yeah. I'm
1: shocked. I was sure you read both. <laughs> I mean, you read manga and watched I
0: tried um, to watch the anime. I just didn't finish it. Okay. I.
1: Yeah. What, what portion did you get to?
0: I think I only got to um not even before L died, actually. Oh. It's just, yeah, yeah. For those who don't know, um, the musical is already a very simplified version of the original story. So in the original story, L dies, but then light continues to live and then he fights off the well not fights off, but like there was um two successors to L. And the second half of the story is actually them trying to win over each other kind of yeah if i'm not mistaken yeah it's
1: like two thirds l and then a third near and mellow
0: yeah so those characters never made it into the musical which i appreciate me
1: too but
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i couldn't care less about them
1: oh same 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 i'm so glad you think that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, so can you describe the movie to me? Because I want to know what kind of like discrepancy am I facing with
0: Oh, the movie's ending is really, really, really good So I guess spoilers are alert If you don't want to be spoiled, everything This is your time to, to just lock off And come back to it once you finish the movie But pretty much the movie stops um, So when Light set off to have Rem um, kills Elle L actually write his name Write his own name in the death note way before way before it happens and he wrote his name to die like 23 days later which is the maximum days that you have to set one person's death so in that case the fact that rams write his name in the notebook wouldn't wouldn't work because his name is already in the notebook so by doing that he was able to trap light and then force him to reveal himself as Kira. And Light didn't know this, and he thought that he killed Elle. So he continues to write his dad's name in a notebook, which he claims that he was doing this to create a new world. But everybody was watching what he was doing from the camera. So his dad, along with other members of the investigation team, was able to discover his true identity. Um, So when they confront lights with l present to reveal yeah. their plan and to i guess tell them that they already know his identity he calls out help to uh duke and mm-hmm. um and he got killed by duke because he wrote his name in the notebook. So like, in that sense, it ends the same way. But then in this version, Elle's the one who won technically because he was able to sacrifice his life um, in order to kind of lure him into the trap, pretty much. In the movie, did
1: Kira and Misa forget everything? Like they both forfeited? Okay, so up to that point, I guess it's the same and just the ending is different and there is no Mm -hmm. mirror and there is no mellow. Thank God, so how did you find out about Nirmal? You just read the Wikipedia article for
0: the yeah, okay, and perfect. I also read other people's review, mm-hmm. and everyone said that it was pretty shit
1: yeah, <laughs> the second
0: half, yeah, but I guess the last one third. So, so I just figured it wasn't worth my time and I didn't want to watch it. That is, so, yeah,
1: wholly and completely fair, and also they completely changed Light's character afterwards. I mean, I could find reasons why it would work. Because there's like a five-year gap in between um, L dying and Nir Mello like, taking over. And he could get really cocky during that time and be a lot more careless. But all the brilliant deductions that went between essentially Light and L were completely or mo- mainly completely gone in the last third. So it was very disappointing to see, even though you can rationalize it.
0: Okay, so the first song is Where's Justice? So I like the song because it started by highlighting the entire theme, which is justice. And um, I guess the biggest selling point of the original manga or the original story even was the fact that there was brilliant deduction from both sides. And it was really, really, really satisfying to watch both Elle and Light trying to figure out who the other person is and trying to kill each other pretty much. Mm -hmm. But... But the musical took another term. So like it didn't really focus on their competition or some of the traps they set for each other. And instead, that major focus was on what is justice and what it means to both of the characters and I guess for to the other characters as well. Mm-hmm. So the song highlights that theme, which is justice. And we see them I guess Light and his professor arguing about what justice means but my problem is that that discussion around what justice is kind of just stopped here in my opinion like I I feel like it didn't really get much developed and the plot afterwards also weakens light's change of perspective on the subject because his character is very different here like Mm -hmm. he challenges the true meaning of justice and it seems like he doesn't really believe in law like he feel like law has a lot of flaws and he feel like he couldn't achieve true justice by obeying the law but in the manga or I guess in the original story he was a true believer in law before whatever happens like before the notebook and all that And that is why he studies law and he wanted to be a police officer. So I feel like that change in his character takes away a lot of the character development for Light in the musical. Because originally you can see how he started off as being a really nice guy who believes in justice and in the law. And that's why when he accidentally used the notebook to kill somebody, he was overwhelmed by the guilt and he started convincing himself that he was doing the right thing. And he was doing like adjusting that law wouldn't otherwise achieve. So when Luke showed up, like he thought that he was going to hell for what he did. And after learning that it was no consequence of his actions, he just kind of started to believe that he was the chosen one and he could be the judge of life and eventually be the god of the new world that he wants to create. And I feel like that was a critical turning point in his character originally, because you can see how he transformed from one, pretty much swings from one side of extreme to the other side, pretty much. But because we don't really have that here, you kind of just sees Light started off as a guy who didn't believe in anything and he already wants to take things into his own hands. And it makes his character transition so much simpler, um, which I feel like was sort of a shame because He just kind of comes up as an immature guy with a lot of ego to begin with. And I didn't necessarily like that. But it makes sense because the original story was really long. Like the fact that the movie itself was two movies, actually. So Mm there's part one and there's part two. And both movies were over two hours long tells you how much stuff they have to fit in there and i'm pretty sure that it didn't even include everything from the front of manga too so it was really long and i understand why they need to cut stuff but it's just for light's character i just didn't really like the change that they made here um, because we didn't get to see his internal conflict. And by not seeing his internal conflict about who he wanted to be originally, which is a, a person who obeys law and respects justice, and you just kind of get this guy who wants to do his own thing and pretty much be the only person who decides like what's good and what's bad, didn't really feel like I could connect with him. So... By not seeing that internal conflict, I feel like there was more distance between me and Light. Like n- not saying that I was never like, I never really agree with Light Because begin It just made that clear, but I feel like I could understand what he was coming from. But then from here, it's just really hard to connect to him because he was so different. From the manga, and I guess because I had exposure to the original story, well, I guess the movie adaptations of the original story, Mm -hmm. that I feel like there was something lacking here. So yeah, that's my um, that's my opinion about the song. I feel like it's a good opening song. It highlights the theme and everything, but just in terms of the character, they made a lot of changes, and I don't necessarily like those changes.
1: Personally, I really hate this opening song for the exact same reasons you mentioned and from what I remember there is this YouTube channel I've been watching for a long time called Kenny JD and I haven't watched her video on Death Note in preparation for this I watched it when she first released it but uh, she watched a movie if I remember correctly and she said in the movie they highlight how good light is before the Death Note a lot more than they did in the manga and anime and considering how much you harp on it I'm guessing that's absolutely correct so in the both the source material he was still very good very idealistic you see that mainly when he forgets his memories of the notebook of the death note rather than like the very beginning because he receives the death note pretty much immediately almost and you see how good and idealistic he could have been in that period when he has no memories but in the movie i believe they harp on it a lot more in, in the beginning that's right
0: yeah yeah, yeah. so
1: for that i think They really don't understand that aspect of light at all, which is really disappointing. So the song itself, I found, was pretty okay musically. It wasn't very memorable for me, but it wasn't bad, actively bad, but narratively, just not only is it completely misplaced, it's also actively ruining Light characterization from the same reason that you said. I mean, the reason to have the song here in terms of the placement for the musical is to introduce the main theme of the musical as early as possible. But this debate is very out of character for Light. First of all, because he wouldn't be that rebellious and argumentative in class. That's not his characterization. He's very respectful and he's kind of like the star student. So this is something that wouldn't go pretty well, according to any other characterization of him. Of course, there are the other reasons which to say that he's the idealist, which you already expanded on a lot more. I think... I also dislike the fact that the song itself, while introducing us to the main conflict, doesn't introduce us to the world itself and the characters, but just the ideologies. And even in the ideologies, they just harp on the same note again and again, but they don't show us different flavors of it, which was my main issue with it personally. And it also really prevents the crucial character development. So the song is not a reflection of the rest of the musical and on first viewing I'm not gonna lie it kind of took the enjoyment out of the musical for the entirety of the first half of the first act so I had to rewatch and kind of like unbiased myself in order to really determine what I thought about it because I really disliked the choice they made with this song. And I think I managed to do that, managed to unbiased myself, but I despise this as an opening number. But yeah, I think we'll talk about the rest of the songs and how they continue the narrative they have, but this is a very poor first decision in my opinion.
0: So the next song is They're Only Human it's okay I feel like it makes sense that they want to introduce the Shinigami Mm -hmm. um, early on as well because otherwise how they drive the plot right yeah so it makes sense I am not particularly fond of Luke's voice necessarily I really like Ram's voice because she's just she's actually a living legend pretty much um in the Japanese what do you call it like oh no not voice acting she was really good at singing though oh okay like she in a- the, yeah like in the theater world I guess
1: mm-hmm.
0: so she's really good at that and I appreciate it because that was actually um, not a criticism of mine is that I feel like a lot of the vocal abilities isn't quite there and the fact that they have at least they have um, what's her name Megumi Hameda is, Hamada is a, is a, a, a really a savior. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I really enjoy her singing whenever she has a chance to. But in terms of the song, I don't really have too much to say about it. Like pretty much all you need to know is that these people or these shinigamis, these gods, they're bored and they're trying to do something outside their daily routine. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't really have too much to say. But how about you?
1: Um, personally, I think this should have been the act one opener, especially because it will come full circle at the end of the story. And also kind of like establish the fantastical element right off the bat. Musically, I also prefer to somewhat somewhat to like, where is the justice? Honestly, although neither of them seem very musically complex to me, and that's a big issue i have with the musical instrumental didn't shine through that much and i do agree that they have kind of like a nightmare before christmas quality to it with some of the actors that their acting ability where their singing ability is what shines through and what makes this work and it would be nice to have both obviously and i could see that happening with uh, Ryuk's actor for sure. Next one, Change World and Hurricane. Personally, I think this song does a much better job at depicting light in that moment. I like how the actor is full of smiles during the entire number for both of them. From the moment he thinks it's a prank to the moment that he decides to try it out. But if I'm honest, he reads to me a bit more like the lawyer who is Kira's most faithful follower rather than actual Kira. I'm guessing he didn't make an appearance in the movie, but he was there during the Like the last third, and he was very fanatical about justice and about people being pure and whatever. I'm going to blame the book on not understanding Light's character rather than the actor, because I think the actor understood the assignment very, very well. And honestly, I don't think the people who wrote. The book for the musical were very much interested in light pre death note. And I think that is what the discrepancy is. The lawyer's I, name, uh, by the way, is Teru Mikami.
0: Didn't ring a bell.
1: Nope. I was yep. like, oh, that's <laughs> the one. Nope. <laughs> Nothing it, at
0: all. Like, no, no, it didn't ring any bells. Sorry. <laughs> but anyway, I enjoy it. I like how it kind of shows you the transition from one side to the other. But the one thing that I feel like it could have been better well, like they could have improved was when Light sings about sacrificing and overcoming obstacles. Mm. But we don't really know what he overcomes or what he sacrifices. Like he never really question internally about whether or not he is qualified or if he has the right to be the judge whereas in the original story that was an important internal struggle so like all this is linking back to my original point that Lice character just lacks that depth that's it just doesn't have the same level of the struggle that Lice originally went for mm-hmm. And I wish that it included that. I wish that it was more explicit saying um, that he knows what he's doing is evil, but he is choosing to do it because otherwise there was nobody else that could do it or would do it. So even though that means that he has to become the devil, like he would sacrifice himself to become that evil figure um, in order to achieve a better future for humanity. So I feel like that was the sacrifice that Light was willing to make. And it was, again, such an important moment for his character. And they just didn't highlight that enough. I feel like he was very excited, at least that it seems to me, that he was very excited to try out and to be this new god of of the new world, Mm -hmm. which really it's just way too simplified and I get it that they had to simplify things in order for things to you know move along faster and things like that but this is live we are talking about and he's like the star of the show um, <laughs> so I hope that they give him more time or given more moments to to go through all that internal struggle because otherwise as audience how do you connect with such a guy like I don't imagine any of us will be looking at this version of light and go like yeah I support you because it's just very hard to relate to there was very little lead up to what he has decided to do and I guess I'm already very biased so I just feel like it, this is not enough for me to feel connected to light even though as a number it's a pretty good number and mm-hmm. I like it. I like how, how he was shocked. He was mocking the, the notebook, and then he was shocked, and then he was like, alright, what can I achieve with this power now? So I still like that. I just feel like there's a lot of things that they could add to his character to make his character more interesting, more complex, but uh, but it just wasn't there. So that really was a shame for me.
1: Yeah. Alright, the next number is Kira.
0: I don't really enjoy this number, to mm-hmm. be honest, because i'm just not the biggest fan of his vocal to begin with and i feel like for the character the vocal sort of makes sense because it has a rusty like a uh, ojisan kind of vibe to it and even though this is very different from the animated animated version of duke but I can see how it would fit. But just in terms of the vocals, not my cup of tea necessarily, it's very rough. And I didn't really like that. So I am not a big fan of the song and I don't think I'll go back to listen to it, actually. (laughs) Would you go back to listen to any of the songs? I would if they were more in tune i see makes sense (laughs) yeah i don't know if you figure out or like you notice the same thing but i feel like especially for l oh oh, i'm gonna i'm going to go to that point but i feel like (laughs) a lot of them just they're so out of tune a little bit um Mm -hmm. and it's oh it, it bothers me a lot because like why why would you do that and even the soundtrack itself it doesn't sound as nice as it could be. And Mm -hmm. um, that really is a shame because I keep looking at the comments and some people would be like, oh, I prefer the English version, whatever. I never really watched the English version. So I'm probably in no no place to um, make that comparison. But just for me, I would never prefer any other version than the Japanese version because I feel like, (sighs) I don't know what it is, but I feel like Japanese really truly get the character more. Mm. and they are able to really fully express what the character is trying to communicate or at least this is my bias language wise because the original version was English the original what version was English yeah I didn't know that actually but I feel like the (laughs) language would probably make sense and also as a character right Mm. so I feel like all that would add up to how they expressed or how they interpreted the, the character. But again, this could be just my bias since I never watched the English version. Did you watch the English version?
1: I didn't, but I was meaning to if I had more time. I didn't have more, okay. enough time. But the English version has like star cast. Like Jeremy Jordan is light and Laura Ozens is Sayu. Like that's crazy. Um, Both of them, by the way, were Bonnie and Clyde when we watched it. So we know they have excellent Interesting. vocals. Interesting. And yeah, the original version was English I believe it was a workshop in New York either in 2013 2014 before it went to Japan in 2015 so the book the lyrics the music all of it was American first and then it was translated
0: Interesting. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> pretty Maybe unusual. I did not expect that's that. Not pretty that, by unusual.
1: Way. But yeah, I don't think it, like it ever went here anywhere like past workshops. I think it was just workshop, then immediately to Tokyo. Then I think they had uh, performances in Japan, South Korea, and Russia. For the song itself, I think. The song is a little bit repetitive. I'm gonna say this so often, by the way. I'm gonna be very repetitious in my repetitive comment. I think after having like they're only human already, it has a very much of the same note of Ryuka's bored, Ryuka's bored. Another is Kira, which is exactly why he sent a death note down there in the first place. So. It also puts the motivation of Ryuk very, very plainly. And I don't know if it's because there are kids in the crowd because it's so popular, but it just makes it a bit less interesting and memorable having just Ryuk's motivation and character thrown at your face every single time he opens his mouth. I think it's a bit nitpicky. Like, I didn't mind it too much. I just thought it was interesting that they do this. The next one is I'm Ready.
0: I will be honest and say that I have no... (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> notes for my this notes one. on it are sparse too
0: <laughs> yeah I'm just I guess I'll just say it that most of Misa's song is just not something I vibe with very much Misa as a character is not somebody that I can understand or connect with very much mm. so I didn't like her in the movie I have very little feelings towards her as a character in both the movie and in the musical mm-hmm. So whenever she appears, I'm just like, all right, there she goes. And she has a lot of songs in this musical, too, she which does, actually yeah. sort of bothers me because she is not in any way a very important character. Um, at least that's the vibe that I got from the movie. I don't know about the original anime. She's
1: definitely important to the original anime.
0: Okay. I'm, I know that she does stuff. Mm -hmm. But just as a character itself, like, she went through very little curve, like, a development curve. Oh, yeah. um, And she doesn't really have an arc. So, aside from the fact that she loves Light, and then she feels like because Light punishes her parents' murderer, and that's why she's very devoted to him. Like, there's really not much else that's going on with her, and I feel like as a character, she's very flat and convenient, Mm -hmm. um, which is fine, but for a character like that, if and you still give her like maybe four songs, that's a lot, and mm-hmm. because of that, I don't really feel too much about any of her songs, and this one especially has no narrative value to me, so yeah, nothing to say <laughs> I'm so yeah, sorry. no, I Honestly, so I did
1: mention that my opinion of Death Note changed when I watched it with Emma and when I introduced it to her. And my opinion changed mainly or a lot because of Misa. Not only Misa, but other female characters. I think the duo that wrote and uh, drew the manga, they are not very good with writing female characters at all. They make them rather foolish and very taken with their emotions. And very little narrative importance that is not just like sacrificing or willing to do everything to keep their guys. Um So that really, really bothered me in the original and why I like it less than when I read it initially. I still think it's brilliant for the cat and mouse perspective between Light and and L. but this bothered me the entire time I was rewatching it. And I think that I'm kind of grateful with what they did in, with Misa here, because I think they gave her at least they treated her with kindness. I'm not going to say they give her better like a characterization, because you're right, she had none and she never had any. But in the manga and the anime, Miso's role in was to be a liability or to be an asset for her eyes. Uh, Light never treated her kindly, ever. And... She was also really, really badly sexualized in every single time that she like popped up, especially during the interrogation scene. It was disgusting to see, to be honest, the way they sexualized her. So it really bothered me. And in here, they don't do it at all. And they try to make her seem a lot more young and naive, which is better than just the stupidity that the other people like imparted on her like in the other adaptations or sorry the other like source material she was just plainly stupid and that's why she was such a liability like yes she had the shinigami eyes but everything about her apart from that really is a detriment to light so they don't do it as much here which I appreciate in terms of the songs themselves I vibed with her songs okay there are some that I liked more than others This one has very little narrative importance besides showing the fact that she's completely and utterly devoted to Kira. We don't even know why at this point. But yeah, apart from that, narratively, I think it's a fitting introduction because as a person, she's not really a person. She's just a Kira worshiper. And that's exactly what they show her being here. She's not singing about herself. She's not singing about anything important. She's singing about she's dedicating a love song or appreciation song to Kira. And that's her role throughout the entire musical and the entire plot so Mm -hmm. I think it makes sense narratively but it doesn't make Misa a more interesting character in her own right like I'm begrudgingly appreciative of what they do here because they don't treat her so cruelly but they don't improve on her character a lot The next one is We All Need a Hero. And personally, I really like this song. This is my second favorite. Um, I think this is super sweet. I like how much Sayu idolizes Light. And I personally find it very relatable. I don't know if you know, but when you move from like, a non-English speaking country to Canada. You have to take like tests when you're integrating into the system and they make you write essays to check your English level and talk to whoever interviews you. And and (laughs) on my essay, I wrote like about how much I like idolize my brother. I think the essay was tell us about a person you really appreciate or idolize in your life. And I wrote about him. So I found the song very, very relatable. Aww, that's sweet. My sister did the exact same thing, by the way, when she came. So yeah, I appreciate the added complexity they've given her, And also the added complexity they've given to the entire song by adding Misa and making it a duet. Towards the end, they do that, I believe. Kind of like a compare and contrast of Light's two sides rather than just like an appreciation song of the hero that Light or Kira is to whichever is singing about him. The melody itself is also very sweet and the lyrics match the melody. So I was also really, really impressed by the actress singing. So overall, this is my second favorite. I really appreciate the song
0: yeah i don't really think too much of the song actually i already um said a lot about how i didn't really like misa or i didn't feel connected to her and for sayu i also have very little emotional connection to her because in the movie she was actually much older i know probably in the anime she was also way younger but then in the movie she was like at least maybe like 15 years old or something Mm. so it actually kind of it was actually kind of weird um to see her being how young she was like kind of like a little sister looking up of her bigger brother which i guess could be a sweet thing but it just It was different. It was different from the movie. It's not something I'm used to. So it definitely was a little bit surprising and need some time getting used to. Mm -hmm. And she was also not a very important character in the movie that I watched as well. So I didn't really have a lot of attachment to the song. I also didn't really like her vocal ability, actually. I feel like she was constantly out of tune, which was unfortunate. It was, I don't know how old the actress was, But if she was really, really young, like in her teenage years, then it's impressive of um, what she did. But if she's not, then I expect more from her, definitely. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it's a sweet song. Yes, I agree. But I don't necessarily see a narrative value of it being here. So... I don't know about the anime, but in the movie, there was actually very little time that they spent to highlight the interaction or the, um, the relationship um Sayu has with Light. It's so the same. it's the same. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I didn't I don't I also don't have a big brother or like older brother. So I couldn't really quite relate to that. Like yes, I don't? have a cousin okay. that i with. <laughs> He's not my like blood related real real brother but he I call him brother because mm-hmm. it's convenient yes I do have that but <laughs> but I don't think it's the same because I never really have that oh you're my only like I I'm like really <laughs> admire so and respect <laughs> hey like it's the truth like we're so close in terms of age that oh, you never are? really see him like that that is why I couldn't relate really- to the song very much it's a sweet song though I'll give you Mm -hmm. that I just wish that her vocal was more in tune that's
1: fair um did you like Misa's vocals like did you appreciate when she came in to make it a duet or no she's
0: okay I actually (laughs) find it weird that they always have Sayu singing with Misa and it bothers me to an extent because Misa has a lot of solos already and for this song especially I feel like it's a Sayu song we just heard from Misa, so I didn't need to hear from Misa again. Um, so I actually would have preferred if they keep it as a Sayu solo or some sort of duet, but just not with Misa because they really tie Misa to Sayu way too much in this musical. And I just I, I just couldn't appreciate it um, mm-hmm. after a couple of times. So yeah. The next one is The Game Begins. All right, so this is an interesting song because okay. like we already established, Elle is my favorite character. Mm-hmm. And because he's he is my favorite character, I have to say I'm actually quite disappointed um, in terms of how they interpret his character um, of Elle too much because he has just been staring and it really bothers me. He's been like staring kind of like, from a lower point and he's just staring upwards and it's I don't know why I feel like he's overdoing it and the other thing that I didn't really like what they do with his character here is well I understand that a musical can't and didn't really spend a majority um, of its time on the competition between Life and L. I feel like it's very difficult to see how both of them are way more intelligent than mm-hmm. the other people. And the whole charisma and, and the charm of Elle comes from this alone genius that he is. Like He's so smart, he's so weird, he's so un- anti-social, and he's so different. And all that adds up to how attractive and how special he is and I feel like in the musical musical because it takes away the intelligent part now he's just weird he's just weird and it's very unlikely that we can relate to him because he is not an easy person to, to relate to because he's a genius and he's weird he's antisocial he eats sweet stuff he sits weirdly he like he's just a weird person to describe I guess. And I think it's really a shame that they takes away the intelligent part. And I feel like as an L introduction song is music-wise is also a little bit disappointing. Like it's very repetitive. If it sounds like. So yeah, I have a huge fan filter <laughs> of the song. So I'm still going to say that I enjoy it because it's an L character introduction song and for whatever reason I'm still gonna say that you can't you can't change it. You can't cut it. L means it's so on solo. and he does get that, which is fair. and I appreciate it. But I just i I just wish that they are more fair to him as they should be with light as well. So I guess <laughs> maybe my overall complaint about the entire musical is just like both of these characters, like light and L, they're supposed to be is um, that they spend the most time developing and, and describing but while they do actually get a lot of songs it just doesn't really feel like much was explored or developed
1: that's really interesting actually because the comment you have about intelligence I have that comment about light but mm-hmm. personally I thought Elle's intelligence did shine through for me at least and what I thought was really disappointing is that in this universe, there is no way that Light would ever outsmart L in any capacity, any shape, way, or form, which he does. But a lot of the based on pure luck, which is pretty true to a lot of the aspects of the original source material. Light himself was very, very intelligent as well. You could see why they're very evenly matched in a way. Personally, it's a huge debate whether Light is more intelligent or L is more intelligent. I'm of the camp that L is more intelligent because he has to deduce somehow that magical beings exist and what are the rules without having anything on top, like in front of him and still win some battles. So I think that's amazing. But I can never see Light doing that in this musical. I can see Al doing it. And in my opinion, Elle really understood the assignment. I really enjoyed the song because of it. For me, or in my opinion, it captured Elle pretty well in pretty much every aspect from the lyrics to his demeanor and mannerism to like even outwards appearance, making him even a little bit more spooky and mysterious than the source material, but I think it works really well. And the song itself is pretty memorable compared to all the other songs, which is great. But I was personally mainly blown away by the actor himself from the moment of the broadcast onwards. Much the same as you, considering Elle was my favorite character, not wholly original, agreed, but it is what it is for both of us. I thought it would go a lot harder like you did, Um, Mm. but I was just really impressed by the casting I thought they did such a good job they worked for me that was like despite sorry despite having that like fan goggles on and like really wanting Elle to be right I still thought they did a good job so I find very very funny that you said the exact opposite of what I did (laughs) for the same reason do you think he lived up to it singing wise because you said your friend was really a big fan of him for his singing or for his looks I guess
0: I Okay, so I think he is probably really good at singing pop songs, but I can't I I feel like it's different when his musical mm. and um honestly, I feel like his vocal was rather weak in mm. the in the musical, which is really 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 a shame. Cuz I really do want to like him and I do want to enjoy it, but a fact is a fact and um and I, I can't just lie myself him and be <laughs> like he's very strong vocally. He's not. Um, but I still really like him. Mm,
1: okay. That's <laughs> I also definitely interesting. had that
0: fangirl filter for sure.
1: That is also interesting because I thought his performance along with Rems was the best vocally. Um Really?
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I blame Light was better than him.
1: I didn't much appreciate Light's voice in certain parts. Like in certain parts, I could tell he was struggling with the high notes Um, at least in the version I watched I don't know maybe we did have different lights maybe we didn't but I thought Elle and Rem did the best job vocally and I tended to blame that on whoever wrote the music because I think they didn't give them enough room to explore their technical abilities Mm -hmm. rather than the actors being incapable of producing them but I don't know I'm not familiar with any of their body of work outside of this mm-hmm. okay so the next one I have very little to say anything on there are lines
0: do you have anything to say I bet you do <laughs> not really but um I guess just for the side note he is so the actor who plays uh, Soichiro the dad here he is the same actor who plays Light's dad in a movie as well So, it was very, very nice to see him here. I didn't know he could sing, but he (laughs) did. Um, In terms of his vocal, I've heard people saying that they either really appreciate it or it's just not their cup of tea. I just want to point out that he uses a very special technique called the enka. I noticed that too. Yes, yes, and I thought it was rather special because it is a Japanese musical. At least the source material was Japanese, so I thought it was actually sort of neat that they bring in more of the traditional Japanese singing technique Mm -hmm. into the musical. So I appreciate that. Not doesn't mean that I'm the biggest fan of it. Doesn't mean I sing enka by chance, (laughs) but but I thought it was actually very interesting, and it was really really. A surprise to know that um, the actor could also sing as well. Mm -hmm. So yeah, and I the other notes that I have for the song is that I visually I feel like there could be something more interesting done Mm -hmm. in terms of their conflicting views on the justice. So maybe they could be positioned slightly different or or something like that. I'm not really sure. I'm not specialized in stage design or musical design in that sense, but. I do notice that a lot of the songs in this musical seems that they're just standing there. They use a lot of lights and stuff, which is Mm -hmm. brilliant. But in terms of the stage design and how their position is rather traditional and not very impressive in my opinion so that could be one downside if you're a more visual person Mm -hmm. but uh but that was just a note that I took for the song particularly because I feel like with the two of them having conflicting views um position wise or at least visually there could be something more that's done to that
1: yeah I think that's a big criticism that i've seen a lot of people voice about the stage design or lack thereof and i could definitely see it it is definitely empty they use very few props but in my opinion they definitely use monitors very well like whenever they have a news broadcast or even to show like the clock the 40 seconds they incorporate that well but the stage is very empty and there is very little choreography as well for the song itself the technique he used saved it for me because I feel like I associate it with something that is a little bit more traditional and a little bit more older, which makes sense for somebody like Light's like father. So it matches his characterization and it matches his tone and his identity. But I thought the song was pretty boring, if I'm honest. The next song gave me PTSD to Diana, and it's because <laughs> it's called <laughs> Secret and Lies. I don't know if you had the same reaction.
0: I didn't actually. <laughs> But, but a, a good callback
1: uh, I have a huge issue with this song narratively so I disagree that L is falling into the same path as Kira considering you know the person L sacrificed to narrow down his search was already sentenced to death row and that was like the whole point of the song that L and Kira are very similar to each other actually but I really don't think that shines through. I think, honestly, like dying from a heart attack in 40 seconds is probably a lot more humane than any other methods currently in use anyway. And the only reason I can see Light's dad would even say this is just as a blanket position to the death penalty, but that has nothing to do with L specifically. So I don't understand why they even make this comparison. There are so many other comparisons you can make between L and Light or L and Kira, but I really don't think this is a good one. So that's like the first part of the song and then it continues on to be Light and uh, L singing together. So that part I think is really li- well done and I like that complexity which gives it a little bit more flavor in my opinion, makes it a little bit more memorable. Also considering like the interaction between Light and L are the best part of Death Note. Th- like having this is so important and I'm so glad they do have it because I was worried a little bit. I'll talk about it in other duets they have later on, but Mm. this is how they're going to sound like for every single duet they have, which is a little bit disappointing. But encountering
0: it for the first time was pretty nice, I'm going to say. Ooh, interesting, because I can start to see that we have pretty opposite views on a lot of things so Mm -hmm. I feel like in terms of this song in particular it's a little bit repetitive it's very j-pop ish Mm -hmm. um it has the light rockish vibe to it which I actually enjoy and I don't mind I listened to j-pop since I was super young so it's something that I'm familiar with and I completely don't mind but it's just in terms of the music it's not that memorable um and I feel like they actually because they do have a lot of duets together, so they should have just picked um what's the what's that one called? The stallmate. Yeah. Instead mm-hmm. of this one, in my opinion. Because that one, it feels like they are trying to fight over each other. Like you can really see the the sort of like a struggle that they have. And in terms of this one, it wasn't until maybe the last minute of the song that they sing together and I feel like because of that is a less powerful Mm -hmm. duet that they have together um and I agree with that by the way I just think that musically
1: all their duets sound the same
0: okay 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 I actually really do enjoy the other two duets they have together Mm -hmm. um but it's just out of the three, I think there's three, probably, maybe yeah. four, but three, I think. Um, out of those three songs, this is the least memorable one for me. Mm-hmm. And I really, really think they should have just moved on to maybe stallmate or something else to speed things up because they do have quite a bit of songs together to highlight the rivalry between them. And this is just yeah, this is just less memorable for me. And it sounds very similar actually to the game begin uh to the game begins as well. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> um yeah.
1: do you agree with how they characterize Kira and L? Is something that could morph into the other. You mean in the musical or just yeah, in general? In the musical. In the in this number, the first half is like a duet between Elle and um Light's dad. And mm-hmm. Light's dad disagrees with Elle's methods and he says that his methods make him very much like Kira.
0: And you don't like that? you no, didn't like
1: that I disagree with it completely so I wonder if this is something that because I, I don't know how the movie is I didn't watch it so I wonder like how the characterization of L might be different of all the characters to be honest might be d- different in a version you watch and you're used to
0: I actually don't mind it and and to some degree I actually think they're very similar people because they both didn't like to lose and when I don't know if they, he also said the same thing in the anime, but when Elle was doing like a personality analysis of Kira or who Kira could be, he said that Kira was very immature and childish and he hates to lose. And he adds on to say, just like me. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I feel like there is similarities between them and both Elle and Light could um, do anything pretty much to achieve their goal and in the movie Elle was doing some pretty inhumane method like keeping uh, Misa in like locked up and isolated for I think three weeks or something so his methods was definitely questionable he's not the ideal representation of justice like a lot of things that he does is not aligned with the law by any chance so I don't think um, when people make that comparison saying that, okay, Light or Kira is on one extreme, doesn't mean that L is always right or that he represents the true justice, I don't mm-hmm. think. But it just, I can see where that comments comes from because he is pretty extreme in terms of um, achieving his goal. I don't know if that makes him more Kira. I don't think I agree that that is something that you could say to a person, be like, just because you're big string, that makes you Kira. I don't know if that I agree with that, but I do definitely agree that L is not a good guy and he does some pretty bad stuff in order to achieve his goal, too. And this, by the way, is a game to him, too, right? The mm-hmm. whole reason why he became a, um, detective is not because that he believes in justice where he wants to bring justice to the evil it was because he was bored and Mm -hmm. that he solves crime to satisfy his need for challenges and his iq is so high that he needs these challenges to keep himself interested in and motivated so i feel like i do see that side of him Mm -hmm. but uh, but i don't know if that makes him cure. i think that's a very pretty long way from becoming somebody like Kira so I can see your problem with it though for sure so
1: yeah exactly what you said is all the reasons they should have made the comparison at that mm-hmm. point so all the things that you have said are accurate as far as I remember for to the source material and are the exact comparison you should be making between Kira and L. But in here, based on Light's dad's view of Elle and what he did, all he saw of him at this point really was the public broadcast that we see in the musical. And based on the public broadcast that he did, he decided that Elle and Kira are very similar. And I think that is not only jotting the wrong conclusion, but it's not having enough information. So Mm. I have an issue with him making this comment at this point and about the wrong thing. Mm. I really think he should have used all the reasons that you have mentioned, especially personality wise. You see that very well in the tennis match they'll have later on, like that they're both childish and both hate to lose and they both really like games, but Making this comparison here I think is is pretty dumb mm. <laughs> so okay dangerous. okay
0: okay I can I can understand that for sure hmm it's like how dare you insult my L that is exactly yeah, <you're> right. <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly it
1: okay the next one is hurricane reprise do
0: you have anything to say about the reprise so not really okay. but I like the scene because um he he's pretty much, this is a very classic scene of how intelligent light can be. And in the original story is actually a lot more complicated and it showcases intelligence a lot more and the whole thing. Here, it just yeah. kind of like, oh, I happen to know his name, so I'm just going to make him write all the FBI. I was so mad at this, I got to tell yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, come on. He spent so much time prepping for this whole thing to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, It was so, so smart of him. And then here, it was just so short and so brief. It just happened. And I was very upset I with know. what they did with it. I was like,
1: why include this at all if you're not showing yeah. anything? And the way they dissed his fiance, his fiance was the smartest person there. She literally got so many important clues about Kira and then literally Light was saved by the skin of his teeth because he was lucky to run into her and that's how he didn't essentially fall to his doom right at the beginning. So they made, A, they completely like said she's an airhead who is like not very smart and she shares her life publicly everywhere which is infuriating and B, there was so much going into this. There was so much time devoted to all the planning and they completely dismiss it just to show that light can control the time that people die like that was the only reason to include this the time and the method in which people die i'm i was so
0: angry <laughs> i was so yeah angry. No, um i mm-hmm. i completely can't relate to that because it's such a classic scene it's probably the first time that you can tell by um not just relying on the notebook like light was able to manipulate a lot mm-hmm. of things and he was able to use his intelligence his understanding of people his research skills even to make this whole thing happen so i feel like if you just watch the musical you definitely need to either read the manga or watch the anime or watch the movie because there's a lot of things that goes on and for this thing to happen and it really really i feel like they really discredit light here mm-hmm. for a lot of things that happen 100 percent. so yeah yeah, I think we are both very passionate about this movie. <laughs> Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, if you do watch the movie, by the way, I think you have to specify the movie that you watch because the Netflix original, for example, is horrible from my understanding. Ooh. And I think there is another one that you mentioned that came after yours. And I don't know how that
0: one so is. So there is one um that came out in 2016. is also a Japanese movie. And there, I think there was an English, like American version of it, which Terrible. is- Terrible. Came <laughs> out in 2017. Please avoid those if you want to fully enjoy Death Note. Stick to the 2006 version. You will be pleasantly surprised. The movie ending, according to a lot of people at least, is probably the best. So stick to those. Don't waste your time on other mm-hmm. things. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, apart from that, I just have to say that I was really impressed with Light actor. Um, the facial expression he has here and the acting throughout the entire Hurricane reprise scene, I thought was very well done. And I also thought that the reprise went well with the chorus of Kira they had in the background. yeah. So, yeah it's like gives me so much chills yeah exactly I kind of like they have a lot of Sweeney Todd vibes here narratively I think oh they do yeah yeah and I think what they're trying to do is whenever Kira kills somebody in Sweeney Todd they have like a whistle and in here they have the Kira chorus at least in the first act I think they abandoned it Mm -hmm. later on but I enjoyed that they did that because I was trying so hard to find complexities to latch onto to make things memorable for me. So <laughs> I don't know why I like maybe it's because I don't know any Japanese. I know, you know, some Japanese. I really like listening to like J-pop, K-pop and French music. So music in languages I don't understand for studying because I don't understand and it can distract me. But for musicals that we cover, I find that I struggle with it a lot more because I really need to understand what they're singing about to appreciate it as much or to for it to be memorable for me because I can't Mm -hmm. latch on to the lyrics because I don't know them so I had to every single time we do a foreign movie I have to listen to it so many times
0: (laughs) (laughs) how many times did you listen to this oh I should listen to this a lot of time too I think knowing the language didn't help with this one okay Uh, especially a lot of the solo songs in yeah. duets that mm-hmm. Light and L have together. I have to go back to listen to it quite a few times in order to get it right, because I'm like, all right, I already lost it. They just kind of <laughs> blend in together. Honestly. Yeah. I'm, I would say most lyrics are not too complicated. They're actually very interesting. And I think that's the other reason why I enjoy J-pop a lot is that the lyrics are very, very interesting. They're sort of like Mandarin, except that they it's much easier to rhyme with mm-hmm. Japanese. And um because each character sort of has a meaning in it, like it's much easier to... Say something that's complicated, but with the much shorter sentence or lyrics, mm-hmm. and that makes sense. Okay. And I, I love that. <laughs> I really, really love that. Okay, the next one is "Change the World" reprise. All right, for this one, I really don't have much to say because <laughs> it's pretty much the cops singing about how they must decide either to risk their life uh, fighting Kira or they want to protect their family and just stay out of it. And I feel like. Narratively, that's actually interesting perspective from the cops because we don't really hear from them. They don't even appear all that much. And I feel like it's a very realistic yet interesting perspective from them. Mm -hmm. But musically, it's a reprise. And it's not that interesting. The vocals is not that great. And it's pretty mediocre. Like, oh, should I fight Kira, which is the right thing to do? Or should I protect my family? I have a daughter. I have a mom that, you know, stuff like that. So it's not new. It's not like eye-opening by any chance. I just thought it was an interesting um, change of perspective from, you know, Elle or Light or his dad and give us, A voice from somebody else who is more minor in the show. Mm -hmm. But I feel like it's just not significant enough to make me really care about them because, first of all, we don't even know their names. Second of all, their struggle or the conflict that they have here doesn't really affect anything. Mm -hmm. And third of all, the music itself is just not that emotional, engaging, and it's not that memorable as well. Mm -hmm. So All that kind of makes me not care too much, which um, I really want to care uh, more, I guess, but I just really couldn't (laughs) because it's just not as engaging.
1: For sure. Um, For me, it actually was really up there. I much prefer the reprise to the original, I have to say. I truly feel that, like the detectives, I feel really bad for them. They have to make an impossible decision and, I really completely understand those who decide to quit the task force compared to those who don't, even if it's making the wrong decision in the grand scheme of things, Um, it's very human. And in general, this entire song is a very human dilemma. It does everything to humanize the characters that don't have a lot of screen time in here at all. Um, The task force actually has a decent amount of screen time in the original source material, but less so the decision of whether to go into the task force permanently or not. And I think this actually works here better in song form than either the manga or the anime. So I really appreciate it because I think what a musical of a source material that been has been adapted so many times should do is give us new aspects and new flavor to latch onto. Mm. And I think that they did that here. And this is the first time they do it. They do it a couple more times. Not too, too often, I have to say. But this is the first time I noticed it. So I appreciate it. The next one is Where is Justice Reprise? A lot of
0: reprises, eh? They do have a lot of reprises. I counted
1: them. I don't remember. but I think it came like to eight or something reprises. Ooh,
0: that is a lot.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, What do you think of it?
0: It's okay. I think it's a proper act one closer because yep. it calls back to the theme of justice mm-hmm. and how um, Light now has a totally different view on what justice is and he can be justice. So I thought it was interesting and it's also some by, you know, other people so you sort of see like the people in the society i guess so like you kind of see how society has an empathetic view on on kira and how they're sort of supporting him because kira has led them to find justice which is very hard to achieve for some people um with the law so i can see and i can appreciate how um there's change of perspective on kira and there's people who uh respect worship and appreciate kira which is a good i want closer i think mm-hmm. um so yeah in in terms of that i don't think that i like the song itself too much but i, I actually do enjoy it as an i want closer because it does give you that you know really epic vibe or in like epic feeling that kira is big and he's onto something bigger now and i feel like that's a good hook Mm-hmm. To um, leave the audience hanging and thinking what's going to happen act two, even though I guess most people already know the story, but, but still, you know.
1: That's so funny that you're saying that because a huge complaint that I had with many aspects that should feel a lot grander than they do. And you watch some part of the anime, right? So you know that the anime can be very campy with the amount of grandeur they have. Like <laughs> the most famous scene is definitely I'll take this potato chip and eat it, Um do you remember that? Yeah, <laughs> of course. Oh, of course. Okay, okay. Good. 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 They they um, also
0: did that in the movie by the way. I'm sure it's so iconic. Yeah. I was
1: low key kind of surprised they didn't do it um considering they did the FBI um which was an iconic Art, I think I it was hard to
0: show on stage exactly. because you couldn't
1: show the inside of the bag, right? Exactly. And they did a tennis match, so I think like in terms of what they could do, they've done the iconic scenes, but I was also low-key surprised because it's probably the most referenced part of the Death Note mm. <laughs> franchise in general. So the anime can go very very grand, and in here, everything was very subdued. I got the feeling that they might not even have budget considering the lack of stage design and lack of choreography and the minimal amount of characters the chorus is not that big and the instrumentation i don't know how many instruments or people playing in the band they have but i didn't get the feeling that it was that many so i feel like maybe there was a budget constraint or some or something because i expected it to be a lot campier and grand in moments like this so it's funny that you say this in general i think this is a good reprise and I agree that it, it is a good act one closer. My complaint, honestly, has been the same as what I've already voiced. How many times can you just like repeat the same conflict of what justice means without adding anything new to it? If they added just something new to it every time, it doesn't have to be big. I think it would be a lot... I would take it a lot better than I do now. But musically, I think it's still better than most of the other songs that they had at this moment, if I'm honest. I really enjoy that they add the chorus to show that this is an issue that affects the public, but the fact that the cast is so small and they show only so many people at a stage at one time made it feel a lot smaller than it is coupled with the music that doesn't have a lot of grandeur into it it doesn't have a lot of instrumentation and the chorus doesn't sound that big just having them on stage and having more people than before i appreciate that a lot i found the societal aspect also really interesting it raised a lot more questions than it answered or it made me want to see a lot more of them because like if you consider it literally everybody in the public or everybody that we see agrees with Kira except for Elle and Light's family essentially so I wonder how would that reflect like on the government level for example this spanned years and years originally so if everybody was actually really okay with Kira and really loved him in the public. Would there be a lot of politicians who would solely base their entire campaign on the promise to allow Kira to do whatever he wants to do? (laughs) Honestly, I think as a politician, it will be a smart move. It will be like a good campaign strategy, considering how everybody reacts. So I would love to see that aspect of the of, like, the public there of how life is. They, they touch about it a little bit in the anime with saying, like, oh, you know, the United States finally caved to Kira or whatever, but they don't go super in depth to it. And seeing this here just made me have all these questions about how it would we go on a societal level. So, yeah. That's I- so
0: interesting. That's actually a very interesting view. Exactly. Yeah, you're you're making me curious now too. Exactly,
1: I never read like a fan fiction of Death Note or whatever, but I would love it if somebody wrote that fan fiction and just explored how society, an average Joe person, would react in their circular fr- like group of friends or colleagues or what they see in the news to what's going on with Kira and how that changes society as a whole, rather than just focus on the little group of character we have here. Now, what do you think about the act two opener, which surprise, surprise, starts with a reprise? It's where is the justice reprise too?
0: Yeah, I don't like this. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't think it's a good idea to start your act two with the same song as mm. your act one closure. So weird. It, it didn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I actually need to look at my video uh progress bar because I'm like, am I in act two now? Because it's the same <laughs> song. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I-, I didn't enjoy that. But how about you?
1: Yeah, I wasn't a fan. I wasn't a fan of the original song to begin mm-hmm. with. I understand why they're opening it with that song, considering it makes sense narratively, you know? It's just like a progression to the question posed in the beginning. It's just a really, really bad act to opener. So let's wash our mind off of that until we have <laughs> to revisit it again um, and think about mortals and fools. So personally i'm really not a big fan of the song itself so it's a personal taste i'm gonna say that it's like a slower ballad with very very little bite to it and that's really not my kind of thing in general as a song itself it makes sense and kind of like works narratively i really like the characterization of misa here compared to the source material which i already discussed in length having a song with rem really works because their voices work well together. I really like the um, singer who um, does Rem. It's like a way to portray them. There's a lot more forgiving, but the sole appreciation for it is just the relief I had that they didn't score up Misa and Rem.
0: Yeah, I'm also not the biggest fan. Um, I love Rem's voice. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I really think she's on another level compared to other singers in this musical. But I feel like all those explaining, so prior to the song Happens, all that explaining, like how Misa was saved by Jealous, which is another Shinigami, mm-hmm. and why Misa wants to meet Kira and all that stuff. I feel like they could put it in, into the song. Like we don't need to listen to all that dialogue and then listen to the song. And so it just feels a little bit slow in terms of how progressive this song is. It's pretty boring mm-hmm. as um one of the earlier songs in Act 2 because there really isn't a lot of things new that we learned here. We already kind of know Misa is pretty crazy about Kira. So I just didn't really feel like there's much more interesting stuff going on here. And also, Mm -hmm. like I said, I'm just not the biggest fan of Misa too. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay with Misa's song. It's slightly better because there's Ram here. Yeah. So it's better than her own solos or the ones that she has with Sayu but uh nevertheless it's not one of the ones that would um make me want to go back to listen to
1: oh yeah there is a lot of repetition not only because the songs themselves are repetitive but like you said they essentially sing about whatever they just discussed and they Mm -hmm. do that a lot here like there's very little emotions to most of the songs and there is little reason to have them besides the fact that this is a musical and in musicals you need to have music because a lot of the internal monologues are already either explored in depth through the dialogue or they're explored in depth in other songs that came before it so it's it was a little bit frustrating in that aspect for sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay. The next song I don't have much to say about Delmate. So I think the song itself is fine. It's not memorable enough for me. Um, it's appropriate to have a song there considering it's an escalation of the conflict between Ellen and Light, but it just didn't make me feel anything in particular. And the melody wasn't much of a step up from anything they showed us before, like I mentioned. So it's all, I'm guessing, very J-pop samey vibe. Um, so I was a little bit disappointed. But I think you mentioned Stalemate before when we discussed it. So I'm guessing you like this song a little bit better than I do.
0: Yeah, I do prefer the songs um, better than their first duet, and I just have to say the "I'm L" part is so classic. Mm -hmm. I I still can't get over it to be honest. (laughs) Like when he just came up to life and he just like, oh, by the way, I'm L. Like, oh my god, what Mm -hmm. a bold move. You literally just expose your identity to your biggest enemy. And by this point, I already suspect that Kira can kill just knowing the name or the face or both. So, like, the fact that he is able to just do that it says so much about his character. So, I really enjoy that moment. But one of the things that I feel like is they only meet so late in the musical. And I feel like that's sort of like a shame because if the rivalry between Light and L obviously is probably the biggest selling point of the entire Notebook series, uh, the Death Note series. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's a bit too late to have them, even though they, they have been singing together, like the duet that we trying to, you know, we see a lot of things that they're trying to uh, find out who each other is. They want to kill each other and all that. But then the true tension of meeting each other comes in, the second half of the show. And I feel like that to me is a little bit too late, even though I understand at the same time that there is a lot that happened between the, the two of them properly meet. Mm-hmm. So they probably have to follow the source material and this is the way that it has to be. But it's just to me, if you're just looking at a story for a musical that is two and a half hours long, it just feels like it was a little bit late mm-hmm. as well. Um, But I still really enjoy the two of them singing together. I feel like it's much better than the first duet. So this is actually my second favorite song.
1: Oh, okay. I am so curious to see what your favorite is. (laughs) I feel
0: like you wouldn't agree, but okay.
1: (laughs) Now I'm even more curious. Did you appreciate, because I also... Would have liked, obviously, to have more interaction between Elle and Light, because that was obviously the best part. But I do understand the two and a half hour limit. I feel like the earlier interaction where they didn't meet each other face-to-face kind of did the trick for me, considering the constraints that they have. But did it do it for you, or was it, like, strictly the face-to-face part that you appreciated more?
0: Hmm. Maybe it's because... Even though they didn't meet. um, But in the movie, there was still a lot of back and forth yeah. about like finding out who the other person is and all that. Like the FBI agent stuff, for example. And mm-hmm. I feel like because of that, even though they haven't met in person, but then we do see a lot of the, the what do you call it? Like the struggle or mm-hmm. like the interaction, sort of, indirect inter- inter- interaction <laughs> um, between the two of them. Mm-hmm. And The fact that the musical takes that away it just didn't feel the same for
1: Mm -hmm. me yeah yeah yeah. that's fair because a lot of it definitely is cut and that can feel hollow I agree Mm -hmm. um okay so the next one I am already pretty sure I know how you react to but I'll only love you more what do you think
0: yeah I really don't have anything to say (laughs)
1: Uh, I agree I think like it's pretty sweet as a love song it's really really not necessary considering we already know all this information about Misa I guess it's slightly different emotion compared to the others like she showed more of appreciation admiration before and this one is a pretty classic love song I guess I can appreciate the slight different nuance they've given her if I'm really trying to find something that distinguishes it mm, yeah
0: agree <laughs> I
1: completely agree yeah um, moving on how about the way things are
0: I actually think it's a pretty nice song highlighting Elle's personality because from the song you can't see that he is willing to accept things that he denied before or well, like he didn't know before mm-hmm. he learns from the mistake or he learns from new things like he is not afraid to adjust and reshape his knowledge and he's not proud enough to be like, oh, I'm right all the time. Like, these can't be happening. So, like the fact that he is able to just reflect and, and be like, okay, I will reobserve and I will accept these facts as it is, like tells you a lot of his character. And I feel like that's part of Else charm. So mm-hmm. as Else fangirl, yes, I like <laughs> this. Um, but again, it's just the actor's vocal to me lacks death and his his range sounds limited too so it sounds rather boring sometimes um and I'm guessing probably because he's a pop singer so his vocal sounds a bit lacking but I really also wish that it use a different type of genre for El Solo because a lot of the songs in this musical it's very typical Mm J-pop-ish so it has that rocky rock vibe to it like light rock I guess and um and I think they could be more like more adventurous and creative with the music genre they they use especially for L which is a very different character compared to Light so with Light if you use a more rock vibe to his songs I think it makes sense because he is pretty crazy and and the things that he does is pretty crazy but L on the on the other hand, he's pretty calm. So I feel like maybe if it's a different music style, that would be more interesting. Maybe that will be hmm. better. Maybe musically you can highlight the differences between the two characters. I don't know. But I think that would be an interesting thing to see.
1: That is now. so interesting. Okay, so I'm guessing Misa would definitely be pop. I mean, Light is going to be rock, I guess. Though I could see it go either way because Light's outward image is very preppy. So I could see him going very classic musical. Um. yeah and then having that too. exactly and then having the internal shift inside I think that would be a really interesting commentary to do something with music but I wonder what L could be because I feel like they do have a little bit of a similar vibe like I could see him do rock and I can't really see him do much else that is distinct and good for his characterization like techno but techno is really not musical <laughs>
0: Imagine rap? No, no. Oh, let's not do that. I am so
1: waiting for you to do Hamilton. <laughs> I'm so curious to see how it will go. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> but can you think of any other genre for L? No, I think classic, like more classical music, actually would fit L too. I think.
1: but L is so strange. I think he's very out of the mold. Like classical is also something that is very conventional and accepted, and I don't think Mm. L is very conventional and accepted.
0: Okay, in that case, I don't know. I guess the reason why I said classical is also because you know how he like he grew up in England and all that, right? So I feel (laughs) like there was that, but um, but if it's something that the musical didn't highlight, then it probably would it make sense exactly yeah i don't know when i talked
1: about the new and different aspects that they added to the adaptation that's what i talked about i was referring mainly to this song because i think it's a really interesting aspect that they didn't include or didn't go as in depth in the original source material and i think like having it in song form especially puts the emphasis compared to everything else but apart from that i didn't get much of the song like I appreciate it narratively, which is a lot of the stuff I'm going to say about the musical. The choices I think that do well are almost completely as an adaptation in two and a half hours of something is a lot grander. But musically, it's disappointing a little bit. Okay, so do you have anything to say about either the reprise of Where's the Justice, this is the third reprise, or Immortal and Fools, which is the first reprise for that one? Nope. Good. How about Honor Brown?
0: Yeah, I don't really have much to say. I just think it's Um, nice to see the dad's perspective I Mm -hmm. do think that the uh, the dad actor is brilliant in terms of acting like you can really see his emotion like it's a love worried and also sort of scared and terrified Mm -hmm. towards the possibility that his son could very much likely to be Kira And I do like his emotion, his performance. The character, Soichiro, he is very often underestimated in some of the adaptions. But I think the fact that he was in, like the actor himself was in the movie too, allows me to really see him as a much more complicated character, who is also very conflicted internally by his emotions and feelings and love for his family, but at the same time, his responsibility as a police officer. So I do appreciate this number gives him that moment to reflect on that. Um, But again, the end style is very unique, it's not for everyone, so I can also understand if people don't like it that much. But I personally think it's a very unique um, Mm -hmm. addition to the genre that they have in this musical.
1: I completely agree, I have nothing to add that's matching what I wrote exactly. Um, how about playing his game?
0: So this is my favorite song. Okay. And I liked it song because actually the tennis scene never made it into the movie, which was oh, a no. shame. I know. <laughs> and I always wanted to see the tennis scene, in, per- like the real life action Scene of the tennis because it was so classic is one of the other classic scene um and I think it just highlights a lot of tension and, and the rivalry between the two of them you know mm-hmm. so there is a lot of things that they could be done to this number unfortunately it's just I feel like this is the only time when you see the two of them like fighting like literally i guess in this musical Mm -hmm. and it's just not as interesting as it could be um if they included all the brilliant planning and all that deduction the police work and all that stuff and take that out of the context it's just kind of like oh does he know he knows i am i'm like kira or like oh we had to fight and kill each other so it's down to pretty superficial level of rivalry, which Mm -hmm. I thought was sort of like a shame. But yeah, I'm very biased and I'm not going to deny that. (laughs) (laughs) And the soul itself, it sounds nice to me too. So I like that.
1: I think the song is actually Pretty good in the way that they adapted, at least. I obviously knew that they will have this song here because it's such an iconic moment. And even though it's not strictly necessary to the story, I still think that the strength of it is that they adapted it surprisingly well to a musical form. Again, I didn't find the melody very memorable. There are little props here, and the stage design is not. Very memorable or very noticeable. In here, I think they did a good job with both of them, making the sound of the ping pong and the way they act. I, I have absolutely no experience with tennis, but I think it's like a tennis racket. They like pass the ball between one and the other. It seems actually pretty realistic. So, well acted. Um, it works well with the scenery and the lyrics make sense here. So, even mm. though it's not my favorite musically, I think the moment is still pretty good. Okay, the next one is Bored Time.
0: Yeah, you already guessed it. <laughs> it's Misa's song, so nothing yeah. to say. Yeah. Okay, I <laughs> I don't hate Misa. I just don't feel connected to her. Yeah. So her songs are just okay. For me. That's fair. I honestly didn't think much of
1: the song as well, but I feel like it really should be a lot more memorable or disturbing than it is to get the message ex- across. And I'm kind of conflicted about this because on one hand, I'm really, really happy that they didn't sexualize her in this case. On one hand, I'm definitely glad that they didn't go with that kind of disturbing angle, but I wish they found a different angle or a different way to make it disturbing that it's not so gross they didn't hear. So they make something that is a very striking moment in the original scene or original like source material. She's essentially being tortured for days and days on end. Mm-hmm. I have very, very, very little to say about When Love Comes. How about
0: you? It's my favorite solo song, if we are thinking about it. I am Audi not surprised, solo. considering yeah. this is,
1: yeah, her only song <laughs> is solo.
0: Yeah, Rem's vocal is just so nice. I actually sort of tear up listening to this because... Uh. She's the only one who, um, in my opinion, demonstrates true love in this musical because Miss on the hand is just too crazy. And she's very unrealistic and convenient. So yeah, not my cup of tea. But she really, like, Ram is my favorite goddess of death because it's just, she's like a mom, you know? And even though at this point of the story, or if you just look at the plot itself, it's very hard to connect with her because we as audience had no idea why she was so attached and so protective of Misa. There was no way that we as audience could know why she has developed such strong feelings for her. But what's moving is not really the narrative but for her vocal itself because she has such a great vocal that was able to sort of fill in the gap that the plot couldn't have filled for me so I really enjoy that narratively it probably doesn't make sense to a lot of people people are probably thinking like since when like what mm-hmm. what happened did I miss something but but the vocal can make up for it
1: (laughs) (laughs) fair enough i think actually narratively it works because it closes rem's arc pretty well um Because I think we mentioned, I mentioned in the beginning, but in the beginning, she had very little understanding of humans and very little sympathy to them. And then at this point, she's willing to sacrifice herself for one of them or for one of us, I guess. Um, so I think in that way, it closes it pretty well, but it doesn't show a lot of the relationship between Rem and Misa. And to be honest, it shows more of the relationship between Rem and Misa than this was material. So it's pretty much out of nowhere and out of the blue there, too, in my opinion. Uh, anything to say about the way things are reprise
0: and the way it ends? Uh, <laughs> for the reprise, not really. The way it ends, it's okay as the last duo they have together. I didn't really like it compared to the previous two, but you can really tell how much light has changed since the beginning of the musical because in this song he's clearly losing the control of his voice and I feel like it's a very clever even though uh not very pleasant to the air (laughs) um demonstration of his losing control Mm -hmm. but I thought it was an interesting explanation of his vocal here but music wise is not as memorable
1: yeah, I tend to agree. I think it's a nice, dignified ending for L, which is good to have, especially considering how much everything else changes from now on. Mm-hmm. But uh, I just didn't think of it at all musically, so I was a little bit disappointed. This is how L went down. I expected to be a little bit more climactic rather than anticlimactic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about Hurricane Reprise too, or we can just mesh it with Requiem
0: uh i also don't really have a lot of things to say to be honest i just thought the fact that light's ending is somewhat similar to the original story i guess in every adaptation like he is killed by Duke, so it yeah. makes sense but yeah. the fact that they made Duke like oh he's bored of um light's repetitive killing and that's why he decided he decided to end his life compared to the original story where he thought light has no hope of winning again and that's why he finishes off like i feel like this explanation also works because from the beginning like we can see how duke is really really tired of the repetitive routine that he has been in so it makes sense that he's also bored of this game and mm-hmm it also adds on sort of like a tragic um, feeling to life's destiny because no matter how hard he fights no matter how much planning that he has done even though very little in this musical but how much planning that he has done um, to to win in this game like this is all just a show for, for Duke and like he said at the end of the musical like none of this has any meaning so I feel like it, it gives you that oh my god like it's just something like it's just an entertainment for the god of death to spend his time with pretty much Mm -hmm. and um in that sense is interesting and also makes sense it didn't take away the character it doesn't destroy any character for this ending to happen so I can also sort of see this happening even in the original story but (laughs) it just all happened too fast you know yeah so yeah I don't really know how they could have made this any other way probably really really hard to be honest because the original story is really way longer than this and with a two hours limit or two hours and a half limit it's really hard to finish the story right so I guess they just have to make do with what they have um and it's a reasonable it's a It's an ending that makes sense. So Mm -hmm. for that, I can't ask for anything more. But as for the music, it's a reprise and it's a second reprise of the same song. So I'm okay. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And for Requiem, did you enjoy the music or not? I do more than I enjoy the reprise. Mm -hmm. So I think it's it's quite nice. And it does add up that uh, tragic feeling towards the end of everything.
1: Yeah, yeah. For Hurricane, I think the main thing I got from this is just the amazing acting chops and I think the ending that uh he captures he captures exactly right according to like every adaptation or sorry according to the source material I've seen at least um it's pretty much one-to-one and he does a really really good job in that and they also really got Ryuk's characterization right in here with how he kills him and why he kills him and having no loyalty and all that kind of stuff uh the song itself, it's like a two-second reprise. He doesn't even sing it. He kind of like mumbles it really. So there's not much to that musically except for the repetition of the lyrics. Requiem is actually my favorite, just musically. Um, usually I think I would have loved a grand moment with intense orchestration, like I mentioned before, that I was missing it all the time. So I was a little bit iffy on it for the first few notes but actually i think it's very fitting and a very nice ending it reminds me of like older songs from like grandparents generation, so it kind of makes it feel like there is a lesson to be learned here and something is more educational something that might even be more akin to like a fatal flaw from greek myths and stuff like that so i was actually very positively impressed with it and i think it works better than a grand grand orchestration for the finale
0: do you want to go into our final thoughts sure So I really enjoyed the Death Note story, (laughs) as you can (laughs) probably tell, but um, I guess the musical itself, I'm very satisfied with much of the acting. I think almost everyone, every actor in this musical does do a pretty good job in terms of acting. It's very convincing. It's very hard actually to um to play the character of light I think light is a very complex character to play and the fact that they can do it in in two and a half hours especially on stage when there was no time for you to like cut and rest and whatever you have to be totally into character that is extremely difficult I think so I'm very impressed by the acting and the musical Um, The music itself is a little bit more questionable. Like we discussed earlier, a lot of the songs are repetitive or they're not that memorable Mm -hmm. Um, or they just give a lot of songs (laughs) or numbers to people that I think (laughs) are not that significant or important Um, or a lot of the duet songs, which is mainly between Light and L, I feel like there could be more tension going on, but it's just not as much. And I feel like it's sort of missing a mark for me. Mm -hmm. so um and also for the vocal like sometimes it's just not really quite there yet and uh and all that is a little bit of a shame but I think for some songs are still nice it's just overall I feel like it's a bit limited in terms of its music other than that I think my biggest disappointment or frustration with the entire musical is just the fact that they couldn't somehow fit all that brilliant planning and all that stuff into the two hour two hours and a half time frame mm-hmm. which is really really a shame and I feel like because of that it takes away so much character characterization and the, the development that it could have the impact the personality and all that is way less powerful is way less memorable way less charming um and that makes me appreciate the original movie or the original animation in a manga a lot more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, so I feel like that's definitely the biggest thing that I have to say about the musical is that I get it that I want the story to be simplified so the audience can follow it easily, but it's just not as deep. It's not as interesting as the original source of work because now you have... Less planning, you don't see as much intelligence, or the matter, the discussion around life and death, the discussion around justice and law, all that interesting stuff is pretty much narrowed and simplified to the most superficial level. And I feel like it's really, really a shame because that was the core, that was the belief and the spirit of the entire Death Note series pretty much so mm-hmm. this entire franchise is built upon these two ideals and a conflict that between these two ideas and because two ideals make sense and you can relate to them you can understand them and that's why it is so interesting to see the two of them conflicting and trying to win each other over pretty much but because all that or maybe not all that but most part of it is taken away I just don't feel like I enjoy it as much as I did enjoy the movie. So I guess for people who are looking to enjoy the story or you are purely a fan of Death Note and you want to enjoy it musically in another setting, like a musical setting, this will probably not be the best source because it has less of that storytelling perspective. But in terms of adding new perspective and having some new stuff like you said like there's so many adaptations to this franchise it does provide some new perspective and some new stuff to the original stories which is nice because it's very overdone like there's a lot of tv series and movies that goes about death note so you don't want to see the same thing over and over again so I do agree that there is something unique and, and special about this one, um, but it's just a little bit below my expectation, but it's not horrible. So overall, I would still say I enjoy this a lot, and that's probably because I'm already a fan to begin with. But if you're not a fan and you are, you know, probably the first, um, you are just being introduced to this entire Death Note series in the world of Death Note, I strongly recommend to start off with the manga, the anime, or the movie and not start off by the musical. (laughs) So yeah, that's me. How about
1: you? (laughs) So I think the majority of the criticism I've seen for the musical pretty much echo what you say, um, specifically trying to cram the whole story into the two and a half hour musical. Other criticism that I think I've seen is like stage design, whatever. I care about that a little bit less in my opinion. When I view this entire experience, being very familiar with the franchise Um, Well, I wouldn't say the franchise. I'd say mainly the source material because I haven't seen any of the movies and series, I believe you mentioned, there is also adapted from it. So this is like the main thing outside of the source material that I've seen. I want to consider how it does as an adaptation rather as a standalone because I can't really take the information that I already have about the source material and judge this objectively without it. For that reason, I think I might be a little bit more lenient on it than you are because even though throughout the entire musical, I kept thinking and thinking how they could possibly cram everything that I know exists into the two and a half hour musical and when is this part coming and where is that part coming and how come it's not here yet? The way it all arranged itself in the end, I think worked pretty well. I figured they would change the ending just based on the lack of time that they have. And even though it's not the original ending, I think it still works pretty well for me. I was surprised at how well they made it flow despite the time limit. I also think that they use the stage well, going back to that stage design criticism, considering what they have. So like, I'm guessing they didn't have a lot of money for this adaptation, but... The screens were used very effectively and the props that they did have, they were very crucial. They made it work, even if around it was a little bit bare. The main criticism I think that I have that is justifiable, considering that sort of aspect to it, is the lack of choreography. I would have enjoyed more choreography because it could do a lot with it to show the differences between the sides that might not have been as obvious or incorporated into the lyrics or even into the dialogue. They could have still made it shine throughout with just the body language, and they didn't do that. So that's a missed opportunity, in my opinion. The performances, of course, I think I mentioned throughout the entire thing, were absolutely outstanding. My favorite performance was Elle, actually, uh, acting-wise, but every single actor just blew me away with their acting, and uh, I like the singing for the majority of the part two. I had issues with how they chose to open the musical that I talked in in depth about, but it really, really made me dislike the first half of the first act. So I think that's a really big issue with the musical on its own. Having such a sour note to begin with really just gives you the wrong impression. You can just rearrange it because they have like a million reprises of that one single song. Just arrange the order differently. Put that initial song as the third or fourth song to just show a little bit of the shift in light. Because this one shows very little shift, which is something we both thought was a huge shame. Something needs to be highlighted. And in order for them to be highlighted, we need to see different aspects of it. We need to see an aspect that is a little bit more boring. And if you want to make sure that his craziness, his fanaticism pops, you need to show him in his goody-goody two-shoes state. And they don't do that. So I think that's not understanding Light as a person or as a character very well. And that's a shame because I think they did a better job in like other character considering like Misa. But yeah, apart from that, I think is just the music that's the main miss. There are the issues I already mentioned with the narration or the narrative in the book, but the music is a crucial aspect in a musical. This is what we're there for. We're not there for the story. We have the story for the manga. We have the story from the anime and uh, the movie, I suppose. Only the 2006 movie though. I should watch it probably after this. I think I won't regret it based on what you're saying. So God, if it's I, really good. Do it. Uh, so yeah, for the story, we could get that. They do change the story of course, because of the time and I think they do it well, but I don't think the change merit watching the musical in the musical form. What would merit it is good music, and the music here is very repetitive, it encrunches on the dialogue. The dialogue is there for a reason, I don't need to hear it sung to me, and if I do hear it sung to me, I'd rather the music be memorable. I was a little bit disappointed the musical wasn't as grand as what the source material is known to be. The source material is so campy with its grandness, and they make it very understated for some reason here. Um, I wish there was a little bit more use of the chorus and see how the public is reacting and also see the divide within the public because I thought that was a missed opportunity and overall the lack of complexity really annoyed me because I like complex or messy songs as we say before I think they make it more memorable and with something that has so many philosophical questions to it nuanced question to it having complex lyrics and complex melody would help a lot and they don't have it so It's a huge missed opportunity and I thought it was really a shame. So I think to sum it up, I'd say narrative or book good, music bad.
0: So surprise, surprise, we are doing what Death Note character are you quiz? And this is from Playbuzz.
1: Okay, so this is from the anime um, specifically. So if you get a character from the anime that you're not familiar with, I'm sorry. (laughs) Okay. What would you want to be? Detective, Santa, a spy, nothing, I'm too lazy, a god, part-time worker, as anything.
0: I know, I think we both know which one of these are going to um, lead to light, but okay. I'm going (laughs) to put nothing, I'm too lazy. I'm going to put Santa, just because it was Christmas.
1: (laughs) If you had a superpower, what power would it be? Invisibility, I don't really care, just anything cool. Amazing over-the-top intelligence, immortality, it'll be cool to kill stupid people, flying. Invisibility. I guess intelligence. If you knew you had a few days to live, what would you do? See all my family? Um, just relax and wait in happy memories for internal sleep. Go on a world trip with or without friends? Probably cry. I don't know.
0: See all my family? Same.
1: Usually I do the quizzes before, but I started shirking that. And I think the quizzes quality suffer. Favorite food? Chocolate. Are you kidding me? Any food is life. Apple. I don't really eat food. A cookie or a piece of cake. I have too many. I have too many. I think I'll go with that too. <laughs> if you lose at something, I'm spelling mistake, how would you react? Keep calm, but inside I'm cursing the winner. Take notes about the winner to see if I can be better than him or her. Throw a tantrum. Shrug. I wouldn't really care. Be a little annoyed. Try better next time.
0: Be a little annoyed.
1: Keep comments that I'm cursing the winner. Your friend is depressed. You. I'm not good with words. Try not to get involved. I don't want to end up depressed myself or get sidetracked. I wouldn't care unless it's family. Ah, It's whatever. Try to figure
0: out why they are. Try to help. I think I'll go with try to figure out why they are. Yeah, I think so too. (laughs) That's pretty normal, I think. I think it's either that or try to help that people would decide. You're in trouble. What do you
1: do? Change the subject. Nothing happened. Kill them. (laughs) (laughs) Go along with the consequences. Try to help myself. Ask for help. Try to figure out how it came to be like this. Ask for help. Yeah, I think try to help myself or ask for help. I'll go try to help myself, I guess. Favorite color? Pinks, greens, any color really. Red, white, black, blue, I don't care. White. How would you describe yourself? Pretty, lovable, nice, quick, impatient, but overall a good person. Emotionless, trustworthy, quiet, helpful. I wouldn't need to describe myself to anyone. Proud, amazing, cautious. I'll say impatient, but overall a good person. Same. Which of these sitting positions seem most comfortable to you? Cross-legged, normally. Why are there even other sitting positions? On my butt, hugging one leg up to my chest. Standing, I don't sit usually. uh, Curled up in a little bowl, laying down.
0: On my butt, hugging one leg up to my chest. I
1: am literally doing this pose right now. (laughs) Why did you take this quiz? I was curious. I like quizzes. I wanted to see if the results would match. A friend suggested it because I have no life. I was bored. They really should include we have a podcast to do.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I know, right? No, I'm going to go with a friend suggested it.
1: Um, Okay, so I guess I'm that friend. I need to pick a different one. I like quizzes. When you think you, in my head, but I have to have someone with my to back up my facts. I'm guessing they mean I think by myself, but I run it by other people by this.
0: Probably, yeah. Yeah.
1: Think quietly in my head, away from any people. I like to brainstorm out loud. Just think. I don't think thinking is work. Out loud mumbling. Just think. Think out loud mumbling, actually. (laughs) For me. Uh, Calculating results. Who did you get?
0: I am still waiting.
1: Okay, I got near. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't like near, but okay. Here you are, the intelligent near. You like to th- get things done quickly as possible, with or without help. But if you do get stuck, you tend to get a little stubborn. People may look at you as childish, and for that, they mistake you as less intelligent. But in reality, you're pretty
0: smart. Just keep
1: it to yourself and hide behind a wall, possibly made of
0: dice. I also got near, so I guess you already read it for the both of us. Ah, but yeah.
1: So we both got a character from the third, last third, and that was not depicted <laughs> in the musical I watched. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> but essentially, like the continuation of L after he dies is near and Mellow, and near is much closer to L than Mellow. So yeah. i Mm -hmm. suppose we can kind of say we just got l would that work let's say that yes let's let's do that (laughs) okay so i think now we get to the final ranking
0: Drumroll, please i'll give it seven out of ten apples
1: i knew you'd say that that's why i'm giving it a six out of ten sweets Okay, so I think that is it for Death Note, the musical. If you want to discuss it with us, especially, by the way, if your first introduction to Death Note was the musical, we'd love to hear that. But you can also discuss any previous episode we covered or if you have any suggestion for something to cover in the future, we would definitely love to hear that. And you can contact us on our social media at Podway Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and Reddit. Or you can contact us via our email if you're not a social media person at podwaypodcast at gmail.com okay thank you so much for listening everybody happy 2022 and bye